everybody and welcome back to the Catch Cape podcast. Today we are on episode 21 and we are still in Brazil. Um, the most gorgeous, just beautiful, biodiverse, vibrant people, colourful, almost the size of a continent um, location. And uh, we'll continue down the south coast. Um, so last week I took you to a few different places around and we are going to go from the island I was on, Ilha Bela, right down to Sao Paulo where I left the country and went upwards into South America, uh, into the countries, kind of more northern. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited to share with you more stories today, more adventures, more beautiful couch surf hosts and yeah just um share as much as i can and also i would like to share with you about the beekeeping because it's like it's become a really like big part of my life now and i'm learning so much and i'm just so excited and i can't wait to share it with you as well and yeah it's been wonderful so yesterday i was beekeeping all day and it was just so amazing and yeah and i'll share a bit about my growing as well as usual and we'll talk about all the things environment um, so we can better help the planet and ourselves for um, a balanced and harmonious future here together. So as always, a note, uh, thank you to the patrons who are supporting the podcast. Um, if you are getting something from uh, this podcast or my messages in general, um, I would really appreciate uh, the support. And again, it's just... Uh, it can be a subscription of um, the price of a coffee or whatever you can um, support um, so we can keep this going. And yeah, I appreciate all of the support so far and all of the shares and reviews and everything. It really means a lot to me and it's it's helping so much. So thank you. So guys, let's get going in the adventure. So guys, after the island stay in Ilia Bella, I went to a place called, uh, well, it was near Kamburi Beach and I stayed with a couch surf host called Marcos. And a beforehand, I was a little bit nervous because I was messaging him. And, you know, as a female, when you travel alone, like it can be intimidating when you go into house houses like especially couch surfing where maybe you don't know the language that well or look at times as well in male company like I did feel intimidated um, and that's something you just have to be cautious about because sometimes for me what happened was the guy maybe was expecting something else and I was expecting a couch surf experience so that's just something to be aware of and that's just life so it did make me have a little bit of fear at times, but also just to also kind of give people the benefit of the doubt and trust. So when I met Marcos at the port, when I arrived in, he picked me up with his friends and just immediately I felt comfortable. I was like, oh my God, he's so nice. And we went for something to eat in a local restaurant and he was just really sweet, really caring and just had a beautiful energy like I felt it immediately and that's something you get when you travel you know your instincts really you really need to trust them so after then after our lovely lunch 
and like you'd pay like a couple of dollars and you know you'd have so much food and we went to his house and when I went to his house um there was two bedrooms he had a bedroom and then he offered me the second bedroom which was so kind of him because there was actually uh one two there was three other guys or four other guys in the house so it was like quite a male dominated house um and yeah me so yeah there was uh one two there's an argentinian couch surfer as well and um there was also my friend jose which i had met on the island he came along as well and stayed and we just had such an amazing time it was just lovely and yeah so it was like four brazilians one argentinian and one irish and that was the gorgeous thing about couch surfing you just end up in the most beautiful kind of um company like from all over the world all different cultures and everybody just sharing and it's just it's just so lovely um so basically i spent a few days there and we would go swimming in the local beach kambudi and we would go like trekking in the rainforest get lost <laughs> and we would go to waterfalls and go exploring in the rainforest it's just amazing it's just like yeah so beautiful and then at night time we would cook and marcos was like he was an amazing cook um yeah he was on like he made the most unbelievable food and he was so generous and kind and he didn't even want really any help in the kitchen but he was just an amazing cook and yeah i'll never forget it he used to make this Pau de, <laughs> I don't know how to say it now. Let's take the Brazilian Portuguese. Um, it was like a bread, um, with like tomatoes and oregano and just like oh, the most divine food and like so fresh. You know, you wake up in the morning. I used to wake up in the morning, you know, seven eight a.m. and I'd smell the bread in the kitchen and I'm like, oh my god, he's cooking again. He was amazing, and just the most amazing host as well um so yeah so so much gratitude for marcos and as well like i used to teach them i don't know how it happened but i was speaking portuguese every day i'm not even sure how that happened i mean it was obviously like very uh you know it wasn't it was totally imperfect portuguese you know that way but they understood me and they got me and i used to throw in bits of spanish and stuff if they didn't get me you know but yeah it was amazing like just kind of spoke in a kind of survival mode and and that's what language is you know i remember when studying linguistics in college and one of the professors said you know uh only five percent of people actually reach fluency and i was like what like oh my god but that's basically down to survival like you learn language by survival like otherwise when you go to learn it it's an effort like the the egoic mind is like you don't need that so you don't need to learn it you already have a language unless you're in survival so for me i was in survival mode and there's been many like studies done on that um about people crossing borders and landing into countries where they didn't have the language and how quick they pick it up like so quick compared to somebody who goes to like 500 classes in college and they're just like yeah still not fluent um not the case for everyone but it's just better when you're fully immersed and you're really stuck you're kind of stuck like you're just like oh i need to survive so yeah, 
that's one tip if you are learning a language immerse yourself go to the place surround yourself with the people of the language and just dive in and don't be afraid to make any mistakes I make mistakes all the time and it's just a bit of fun I just laugh you know because <laughs> you won't get anywhere otherwise you know and I think that's one of the biggest fears we have is the mistakes and it's just like who cares like if they understand you you know it's all perfect anyways so I stayed with Marcos and the boys for a few days and we had loads of fun but then I decided it was time to leave staying with boys for many 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 days <laughs> I kind of needed that more calm energy back I think um, but they were amazing and we would sit down at night and we'd watch movies and like I'd be like okay I go to bed and they'd be like no no you have to stay up with us and watch a movie and yeah they were lovely and it always kept me kept me like part of the group and everything and it was just really nice and then um I was also conscious that I had assignments due for college so I was like I'm gonna need to go somewhere I can study so I found another couch surf down the coast of well kind of into Sao Paulo um in a place called Bertioga and I had no idea what this place was I just randomly found this family uh, a German lady and her Brazilian husband and they seemed to be like such lovely people and living like a really eco-friendly um natural living kind of way of life and I was just like oh this would be perfect for me and you know I kind of just messaged and I said like I can do like an exchange like I could even um teach English to the kids you know and I could um help with the kids and whatever you know um so basically I left uh the boys and I waited at the bus stop for the bus which never came um and this happens sometimes you know you're just waiting around but eventually like I was getting a bit worried because I was like oh my god like it's hitting midday it's so hot I'm in Brazil like what am I going to do do I go back to the guys in the house do I keep going and I was just like look just trust you'll get there and I had no credit or anything like talk about stress but anyway a guy pulled up eventually right and he was driving down to Sao Paulo and I was like and he just was like kind of looking at me and then he started asking me questions because obviously it looked very 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 odd to have a backpacker on the side of the road under a bus shelter in the middle of nowhere in Brazil where there would have been no tourists like I mean none like Cambodia like you said that to someone they'd be like what like where is that like it's not a tourist place so like the guy I think was intrigued in a way he was like who are you and what are you doing here and you know and, and the Brazilians are like that they'd be so curious um but they're lovely they're just curious like that's all and they just want to have a chat so I just like kind of was a bit skeptical you know as always just be safe and I just answered a few of his questions and he kind of like I don't know if he proposed it or me but eventually I ended up taking a ride with him down the coast I told him I was going to Bertioga and he was like right I'll bring you there and like yeah like he was so nice um he took me in his car he also was like, did you have your lunch yet? It was going on one o'clock. And like, he was like, look, if you have another lunch, let's pull in. Let me get you something. He went into the restaurant. He bought me the dish. It was like an oxtail or something. And he gave it to me like, and it was like rice and feijão and like beans and stuff. And he got me a Coke and he was like, do you drink Coke? And I was like, well, I do today, I guess. <laughs> 
and um, he was like look do you know what he was like don't eat while we're driving um, let me tr- pull in somewhere like to a beach he was like let me pull in somewhere and you can eat there and you can relax because it's you know, like it seems like it's not good to skip your lunch and stuff and he was really nice and really like just caring and considerate and I was like oh it's okay like we can continue the journey like I don't want to delay blah 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 so then we pulled up to this beach and we got out and I had my dinner my lunch and then he's just so nice asking me questions about Ireland again I don't even know how I was speaking Portuguese but somehow managed it um and then um yeah just really nice and and he actually ended up dropping me all the way to the next couch surf host's house and I was like oh my god like he didn't even need to do that like he I I had told him I'll leave me off in another bus shelter and I'll make my way but like you know I always believe something out there was looking after me because like he could have equal he could have left me off anywhere and I actually was like like panicking a bit when he was taking me down this road to eat my lunch I was like oh my god where am I going because it was like a roadworks road so the road was actually closed off and I was like where are we going in my mind and he was like don't worry I'm not taking you anywhere dangerous and I was like oh my god like he said that (laughs) when he said that to me I was like my heart started pumping um but yeah he took me all the way and when we actually got to the next couch surface house um I actually said like uh I actually told him the truth and I was like look I've actually been backpacking for like a year and I don't even know these people I'm going to stay in <laughs> I lied about like I didn't lie but I just didn't tell the whole truth and he was like what that's crazy amazing and all of that and he had my number and yeah it was really nice and I arrived there and I was welcomed in by the next family who were so gorgeous and so accommodating gave me my own bedroom and they had like it's kind of like a condominium they had a swimming pool and it was just amazing it was amazing to be like be with a family um yeah I really liked that and to be a part of something and and they were eating like you know really fresh produce organic like I was just like oh this is perfect and you know yeah they were like so in birch yoga I spent the days hanging out with the family, kind of speaking English, German. Like the kids, it was so funny. Like the kids were speaking German to me because obviously, you know, in their mind, they were being brought up as bilingual, like German and Portuguese. And like the kids were like, you know, young, like two and maybe five. And when they would look at me, they would speak German uh, because obviously they saw me as a foreigner. And they were like, oh, she speaks she wouldn't speak Portuguese. Like, obviously, in their subconscious mind, they would think that. So it was really funny. Um, So they would just speak German to me. And I used to get all mixed up. I was like, do I respond in German or English or Portuguese? What is going on? But, like, yeah. Like, at that point then, like, my German. Like, I would, like, years ago when I studied German and stuff, I would have spoke it, like, but not, not, not with fluency. But I definitely, like, I could understand German for sure. But speaking it, I would have been a lot slower and like I was getting I was getting a bit confused because imagine I'd speak, been speaking like Spanish for up to about a year or something like that. You know, not not a year, maybe because the first few months I was all over the place. I was speaking all sorts. <laughs> I think that just my trip away, like linguistically, like 
one person said to me they were like I love your language because it was just like a big mixture of all the Latin languages it was quite funny but yeah it's, it was just so funny how the kids would associate me with German and not Portuguese um, just by appearance you know it's it's crazy yeah but yeah so I sp- had a lovely couple of days I think two nights I had with them I slept in like a bunk bed I got my some assignments done some recordings that I sent back to college and they were delighted um and I also yeah my assignments were on like national wildlife parks in Ireland so we had to do like a study on one of the wildlife parks and being like a park ranger kind of stuff it was really interesting um and I had to record like a video because my wi-fi was really bad so I recorded the video and I sent it into college and they played it on a big screen and they were like oh my god Kate's in Brazil (laughs) but it was really funny uh to do my like studies that way you know uh but yeah it was exciting for them as well because they used to put me on the screen you know the videos it was really funny but anyway um so I spent a couple of days there we went horse riding the first night I went there the Friday night we went horse riding and I was just like oh my god thank you so much so I got to ride one of the horses around um uh this kind of stable yard and I got to do some jumps and I was just like so ecstatic because I hadn't been riding in like wow like that was like oh my god like when I was in Cuba I used to go horse riding nearly every day and I did in Colombia as well but Chile Argentina I don't think I did any horse riding um, but I was missing it so much and, and like immediately when I got on I was just like oh my god I feel so good because it's just like one of those things where like it just makes you really happy and it always reminded me of home and growing up and when I had a pony when I was super young and then a horse when I was older I just like if you are a horse rider and you're listening you know what I mean like they're just amazing species and when you have that connection when you ride a horse and you you have that trust and that bond and it's just amazing feeling amazing amazing um yeah and then you can go super wild and just go cantering or galloping whatever and you just lose kind of all control kind of you know and you're really present and really focused and yeah just really high vibration so I love it so if you haven't tried horse riding I definitely definitely would recommend it um and even if not like being in their presence like they're really empathetic animals and they really make you feel uh calm and present and relaxed and at ease um and they're actually used like equine therapy is actually a thing like they use it for healing and stuff and that's really yeah that's really miraculous how it works and it's helping a lot of people with mental health issues and I know this past year has been really hard with the pandemic so there's all sorts of stuff like that you can look into like equine therapy surf therapy water therapy all that anyways so I spent a few days with that family um we also visited uh Bertioga which was founded by the Portuguese one of the first um places in uh, Brazil where they landed in really interesting stories like in 1530 something really old old port and um there's a fort built there as well and we actually went to a museum and it was so cool because I got to learn all about the Indian tribe um tribes that were there and they even have festivals every year and just like you know it's really sad the history like with you know Indians and tribes and how they were and are being wiped out and 
yeah it's just we really need to show respect for the native people and their place in these lands you know um but i loved the museum and i got to see all their traditional clothing and their spears and whatever else was there customs and yeah it was amazing um and even like environmentally as i always say like native people always have this like wisdom and uh, intelligence of the land and of the plants and of nature and of the earth and it's something that the modern man or modern human has uh, forgotten or disconnected from and it's so important that we protect these people and their homes and our home earth and not like we need to stop all this development and modernization and cutting of forest you know forestry because many of these tribes and people they live in they live in nature and you know as I spoke before about some of the tribes I visited and talked with like like in the sandblast episode like they have so much wisdom and knowledge and we can't afford to lose that we can't um like the world is changing and we need it to change for the better um and that's why like i'm so keen on nature education and learning as much as i can about nature so that you know i can share that as well and pass it on because the modern human or like with technology like you know even even thinking of the bees like you know if the bees were wiped out and the pollination like how what food crops would we have like you know what flowering plants would we have you know like we're at a massive loss you know and we need to be aware of all of that and keep that wisdom and knowledge and share it as much as we can because for the future we need it and like even thinking about the bees when I was beekeeping yesterday like I don't see a solution in doing like man-made pollination like that's just crazy like so we need to keep pollinators biodiversity native people's wisdom and knowledge and, and all the nature education and we just need it and we need to share it and we need to grow it and we need everybody to connect back to the the natural world so yeah it's all for us you know it's all for us and our and preventing any kind of chaos that could arise should we fall into you know like disasters and they are happening worldwide i've seen them and i've seen people moving out of islands and it's horrific and and it will hit all people at some point if we don't reverse now um but yeah that's just to make us all a bit aware about it and yeah to fall in love with nature because it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing so after birth yoga, I went to Santos, a place called Sao Vicente, and I stayed with two hosts there, I stayed with Gabby and Jose, oh my god, like the best. They were again another family, and they had a son, and they had a dog called Mel, and they just like welcomed me with open arms, like I didn't want to leave them. They were just, oh, Gabby looked after me so well, like and like she she literally did not she didn't expect anything from me and like I was trying to kind of sometimes maybe like help or something but she was just like no 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 like she she was like my mother like and I I just like my mother and a friend and like I just had the most amazing time with them and they cared for me so much 
Like they gave me a bicycle to go around. They had a swimming pool. They fed me every day. She even brought me to the gym. We went to the gym every day together. Uh, I got to get my fitness back, you know, gym fitness. Uh, some core work, some like yoga stands, all that. Like, And, and I kind of lived like a, a normal person for a while that I didn't go on the move all the time. And she was just like, they were so good to me. Like, I'll never forget it. And I, I actually cried when I left them. It was really hard, actually. It was really hard leaving them because I felt safe with them. I felt comfortable with them. And like, when you're traveling alone, you don't, to be honest, you don't get that often. You really don't get those feelings of safety and comfort and security and, and like your family. And I didn't want to leave them like, you know. But I knew, I also knew I had to continue the journey. Um, yeah, but my heart, like, my heart was broken leaving them. And, you know, even, like, it was so funny, like, I was studying as well, as you know. So I was inside in the bedroom, it was so funny, and I'd be studying. And Gabby would be like, come on, let's go out. And I'd be like, what time are we going out? And they'd be like, we might go out at, like, 11 or 12. <laughs> and I used to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to bed at 10. And they'd be like, stop, you come on you're like 20 something what are you doing inside in bed at like 9 or 10 p.m you know and they're like we're going out at 11 or 12 at night <sighs> sure I was like I was like a baby like you know I'm like a granny I go to bed early you know um but yeah I did go out with them one night it was so funny and we had a great night like I'll never forget it we went down to this nightclub on the island off of the mainland kind of it was it's joined up by a bridge but Jose had actually brought me around there in his car few days before and showed me all the places and the where the Portuguese had invaded and just super cool interesting history um and yeah we went out to a nightclub and I'll never forget it oh my god the dancing I was like whoa I have never seen guys dance like this <laughs> it was funny it was a great experience and there was kind of like people on podiums dancing and really like sensual music so it was quite uh quite a culture shock <laughs> I would say but you know you get into it and this is the latin style and yeah I actually like loved it in the end and it was beautiful to be a part of and you know I had picked up salsa in a couple of places as well so could kind of blend that in uh, no more Irish dance though I must say um but yeah Gabby and Jose and again like I was speaking Portuguese with them when we were out that night and I didn't even drink I was like, no, I don't drink. And they were like, what kind of Irish person are you? You don't drink. It was funny. Um, but yeah, we used to have churrasco, which was like the barbecue. And they just like welcomed me. And they'd be like, you know, 15 people at the barbecue. And like, like I was there as well. And they, they made me feel like I was like their friend from like a long time. And it was just amazing. Like, I just have to say thank you to them over and over and over again. Because they were amazing. And then Mel, the dog, uh, which means honey in uh, Portuguese. Um, she used to follow me around the house. It was so funny. She's like this fluffy little doggy, And she just waited outside my bedroom door in the morning. So like, you know, like the, they had the pet as well. And oh, it was just, a, guys, I can't explain how, how lovely it felt to, to stay with them. Really. And you meet people like that in your travel and you're like, oh my God. But yeah, in the end, I told Gabby, I was like, I have to leave now. And she was like, what? 
and she, like I was like yeah and, and like I it was so hard and I gave her a hug and she she sorted out a taxi for me for the next place and like again like you know I tried to give her money for the taxi she wouldn't take it like this is how well I was looked after in Brazil like I'll never forget how hospitable they were I just can't recommend that country enough and, and, and the people of Brazil like I, I can't recommend it and I just want to say thanks again to them um and then after I went up to stay with Vera so Vera was the lady who um was actually from no she was actually staying in uh East Cork for like many years she stayed here she worked here she lived here and she, she actually lived with another Irish person who I worked with which was really weird but I was like I'm just gonna I'm actually gonna go have to stay with her because like we need to meet you know, like she was living in the same place for like, I can't remember how many years. So I went up to stay with her. She was living high, high up uh, in Santos as well. And she gave me my own bedroom. It was lovely. And we had shared some lovely meals together. And yeah, she was really nice, really lovely. And I could speak full blown English with her. And she even had a bit of a Cork accent. So that was really funny. And we went around her motorbike, around the area. She was a really sweet lady. Like, even one day there was a guy begging and she, like, went over to the shop and she went in and she bought, like, bread and baguettes and, like, a drink and stuff and she gave it to him. And I just, I'll never forget how generous and kind and caring the Brazilian people were, you know. And then she brought me to these gardens where they had um, butterflies and vegetation and just lovely greens and yeah super lovely lady couldn't recommend the Brazilians enough and then I eventually decided I would leave Brazil and I was just I really was heartbroken leaving Brazil I it was a big decision for me you know I'd spent a couple of months there um but I knew I knew I had to go upwards and I, I kind of knew in my mind I had this route planned out I was like I want to finish the Galapagos like like the big final destination like that was like my number one dream like with Antarctica I was like this is like a big one it's it's going to be a big one you know it's something I dreamed about my whole life and when you dream of something constantly and then it, it becomes a reality it's like it blows your mind on so many levels, you know, it's just like, <gasps> and your heart as well. Um, so if you have a dream, just know that you can go after it and you can achieve it, you know. Just don't give up because you have one life and you have to do it. You have to do it. Don't matter what anybody says. People told me I would die. People told me I'd be kidnapped, ransomed. Everything you can imagine. And discouraged me in so many ways. Like you wouldn't imagine it. Like really, I'm being totally honest with you. Because other people project their fears on you. So whatever you believe, just go with it. And again, I'll always say I'm living proof that you can do it, you know. And like I didn't buy it. Like I paid for like a couple of nights in a hostel in Rio. But other than that, like I paid nothing in Brazil for accommodation. Like those, like, ah, just my gratitude and kindness and generosity. Like really, I can't thank you all enough. You Brazilians, you're so amazing. Um, Yeah. So I did decide to leave in the end and I went back to Sao Paulo airport, went back to the city and I actually stayed with another host there. Like they were so lovely. Like I, I got so many hosts in Brazil. 
Um, I stayed with a guy and he was so lovely. He had a brewery in his basement. I was like, oh my God. And he was like, do you want to come out with me tonight for the brewery event and bring in my beers, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, my flight is at like five in the morning. Like I can't. But he was just amazing anyway. He was so nice. And he actually dropped me back to the airport as well. He was really kind. And um, yeah, I eventually decided I would fly into Bolivia into very high terrain of uh, 4,000 metres, like, to go from sea level to that. I'll, I'll talk to you a bit about that in the next episode, about the altitude sickness that I did get. So, like, as tough as you may seem, you know, as tough as I may have thought I was, I knew, you know, as well, like, my immunity. I could feel it in my body, like, the exhaustion would hit me harder than a person, say, who had been travelling two weeks. Do you know, like, I wouldn't... It was really hard to do those bus journeys of like 14 hours, you know, from compared to like the second or third week of my travel. Like it was much harder um, on me because I'd been going like 12 months on the move. And it really takes its toll, you know. Um, and I saw in Science some article once saying that like when you hit 27, I don't know, something happens to your metabolism. I don't know, is this true? You can tell me what you think. Um, that something happens in the female. I don't, I don't know about the male, but in the, the metabolic rate, something. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But um, I definitely found it harder to travel longer distances for longer durations towards the end of the journey. Um, but again, like, I, I could have easily fixed that. Like, if I had stayed put in a place for, like, a month, you know, like my energy would have regenerated but it was just that I was like I'm on the move let's go let's volunteer let's learn about the planet let's do this and yeah I felt a sense of uh, drive in me to do it you know so yeah I eventually I kind of decided I would go to Bolivia and I cried and I cried and I cried and yeah I'll tell you about that but all I'm saying is Brazil you have to go there it's an amazing place super biodiverse it's like it contains like half of the latin american people so it's massive and it is yeah it has the amazon so it's drained by the amazon basin super biodiverse um does contain most of the amazon so you have so many different species there and um yeah jungle amazing and it's the fifth largest continent in the world so it's huge and um yeah just like make sure you have enough time there if you go and add it to your bucket list because it's a wonderful 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 country okay guys so on the whole uh, environmental front here on the farm and in life um i'll give you an update so uh a few things actually um we had world bee day uh, last week and yeah I shared a video online about the bees and how important they are and how we need pollination um about 70% of the world's flowering plants are pollinated by bees so can you imagine what would happen if we lost the bees it wouldn't be pleasant let's just say that like the whole system the whole planetary system would be out of balance completely so we need pollination you know 
we need it and you know the the plants benefit because they reproduce so like we really 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 do need it and it's a fascinating world like when you look into a hive like what's going on in there it's incredible and as well like it's mostly female in the hive i think it's like 95 percent or something like sorry but like women are doing a great job <laughs> um amazing um so yes oh yeah so last week was world bee day so just wanted to give some credit to the bees for all the amazing work they're doing at supporting our food system and like flowering plants and yeah our foods and like coffee and um avocados apples all of that like without bees like uh without pollination like what's going to happen no flowers no fruit no tree you know so we just gotta really kind of get the head down and understand how this all works you know and I know the science can be a bit like uh, overwhelming at times because it's like what like I don't get that you know because I I've been there and and I'm still learning all the time like I'm kind of in like um an internship now so I'm learning and I'm becoming a beekeeper which is so exciting uh really exciting next step or that I'm on in my life right now and um again it's all for the planet you know for our beautiful home so um what else was I going to say oh yeah so I actually went on the radio last Friday on Red FM uh, they were looking for beekeepers to come on and a girl rang me and she's like hey 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 you need to ring you need to go on Red FM they're looking for people so I was like what okay 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 so yeah within like 10 minutes I was on the radio I was like what how did I end up on the radio so I was on with Neil Prendeville and um he was just asking me about my experience I was telling him about you know how I've just began maybe like maybe like six or seven or eight weeks ago now start of the season and just explaining my experience so far and how I'm finding it and about the bees and I talked about my veggies and um yeah just uh yeah amazing and then after the call I think he was saying that uh me and another guy who was on another another guy he's a beekeeper he was saying he was explaining ins and outs of all of it and he was saying oh the two of them now owe me a jar of honey <laughs> but I'm um, yeah that's something I will be learning as well so I'm really excited um you know the honey extraction because you don't have that right now in the year at the moment they're the bees are out and they're collecting and actually oh my god yesterday guys how amazing so I was beekeeping all day yesterday and uh we got to see uh, a swarm so it was so cool like there was so many bees so many bees so basically the queen cell, uh, when it's uh, created, that means that there's two queens and you can only have one queen in a hive. So it starts to swarm. So they basically need a new place to go. Um, by the way, I'm literally learning. So if I'm saying this wrong, please, somebody out there who's a beekeeper, <laughs> correct me. But as far as I know, this is what happens. Um, but we'll get there. Um, so yeah so basically we saw swarms there was loads of bees outside one of the hives and they were basically looking for a new place to reside so we were like getting boxes and stuff uh, ready so that you know you could catch the swarm um, but yeah it was super interesting super cool and then um, oh my god just like all the trees in these locations where the hives are so cool um, I'm getting to learn all about like the flowering trees and, and which ones are really good for the bees and it's just amazing I just love all of this and also uh, I got a sting in my leg and it's still sore today 
so it kind of really like went I was like ow and then after I went to hide under a tree because you know the bees don't like this shade so I was hiding under the tree uh, with my stung leg <laughs> um, and it was really fun and again just thanks to Hivemind who are giving me the opportunity to have these experiences and it's been going amazing I'm so grateful um, but if any of you do want to get involved like look up Hivemind on uh, Airbnb or on Instagram whichever they do offer experiences and workshops um, down in Murtaville, uh just kind of I think it's kind of west of the harbour. But um, super cool. And the workshops are amazing. Like you get to inspect hives and learn all about the importance of them. You get to do honey tasting and who doesn't love honey. Actually, like the last time when I did it, my favourite honey was the one from... It was like a multi-floral one and it was so tasty. <gasps> and I got to even eat the wax with the honey like bursting out of it. I was just like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Anyways, so yeah, so thank you to Hivemind. Have a look at them, guys. And if you have any questions, actually just ask me or Instagram me or email me, whatever you like. Um, and I can, I'll be glad, I'll glad to help you. Um, and my patrons, of course, you guys have a private message thread with me on, um, on the Patreon app. So you can ask me there anything you want. And I will help you as much as I can. And um, on the growing front, uh, loads of stuff coming up and blooming. Uh, today I ate my kale for the first time. It was gorgeous. The kale is super strong in the soil. Like I'm just like, wow. Like just learning year on year what grows good. So the kale is really amazing. And uh, strawberries are still going strong, super red. And um, what else? Uh, the rhubarb. I made a nice little rhubarb crumble last week. And uh, it was very tasty. Um, and what else, guys? Um, the ducks are doing great I got them actually a kiddies swimming pool and they're loving it and I actually dug a hole in the ground as well like a small enough one uh, maybe like three three feet or more long uh, maybe like two foot deep or something and they just like they go in there into the muck splash splash put up their wings quack quack and like they come out and all their gorgeous white feathers are black. <laughs> and then they go into the paddling pool. Should I have them the time of their life? And it's lashing rain today now. So um, they are loving it. Like if somebody enjoys the rain, it's the ducks. Um, but yeah. And I guess a little tip from me, guys. Um, like, you know, today now it's lashing. It's cloudy. There's no sun. It does look like it could be easy to look at this day and think, oh, God, it's miserable. But you know what? Like I got up this morning and I was thinking, oh God, like looks a bit dull. And you know what I thought? I'm not going to let my mind dictate how my day is going to go now. I'm actually going to do the opposite. So I got my bicycle, got my sports clothes on and I went cycling for several kilometers, jumped in the ocean, got dressed again, cycled. Well, I ran a bit down the cliff to get to the swim spot and then I like cycled home again and I was like super pumped. Like, and I was like, right, I'm ready for podcasting now. Because, like, it wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have liked to podcast in the morning when I felt that, like, lowish mood. Because it wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't be fully there, like, and I wouldn't be giving my best. So, that's what I decided to do. Then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go exercise in nature and that will just cure me immediately. And obviously the sea, the salt water and the sea, um, 100%. So, that's just a little tip 
wellness tip uh, if your mind is telling you otherwise just go against it and take a small step try a little walk and you'll soon realize like even you start a little and then you're just able to go for it do you know um but yeah again a final note thank you to the patrons who are supporting the podcast and this message and my mission overall i am so grateful and uh every one of you who are contributing um you're helping me obviously to uh do this and to you know uh pay for my bills and uh my you know my experiences and and fuel to go off and do the beekeeping all of that like that's all contributing to that so like what i'm sharing here is all because of you um because otherwise i wouldn't be able to do it you know so i just want to say thank you for supporting and if you can support um i would really appreciate it um so it's patreon you can download the patreon app and have a look at my mission statement and what i'm doing this for and if you'd like to contribute whatever you like uh, it is totally up to you whatever value you put on this um uh i would yeah i would be very grateful so thank you guys i'm wishing you a gorgeous day get out in the rain have a bit of fun who cares about the weather and um sending you all good vibes and um yeah if you have any feedback or you want to share this episode feel free to do so uh keep the vibes high and yeah big hug from me guys have an awesome weekend bye